Artist B is doing things differently. Coffee Lamp Therapy, 10 minutes of truth. Karen calls them truth shots. Like coffee with your best friend, but only better. Karen will tell you the things that your therapist generally won't because her goal is to help you to create a remarkable life and relationships. If you want to improve your relationships, sign up at liminalcoaching.com.au for your copy of the Relationship Tuner. Be remarkable. Hello, everybody. Sunday Facebook Live. Today's topic is uh, the cost of being in a toxic relationship. Um, this Facebook Live has come about as a result of um, conversations with people. A lot of people don't realise uh, just how damaging it is in the long term to be in a toxic relationship and that there is actually a, um, a large cost to you both uh, physically and mentally in um, being in one of those relationships. So thought I would actually sort of cover off some of that today so that people can gain a better understanding of um, exactly the kinds of, um, I guess, side effects that you might see. Um, and if you're in a toxic relationship, chances are you're already experiencing some of these and you may not recognise that they are being caused uh, because of your emotional well-being. So we all know, um, and there's countless studies out there that prove that a, a healthy, connected relationship is a huge addition to our life as far as, um, you know, to our health and to our success even. Um, there's multiple studies that prove that. But there, there are also many research studies that, uh, um, including one really longitudinal study that um, was on over 10,000 people for tw for 12 years. So it's a, it's a lengthy, comprehensive study that proves that toxic relationships are actually linked to stress, strokes, heart disease, early death, and, and multiple other health issues. Um, the chronic stress of an unhealthy relationship causes long-term activation of the brain's um, CTRA, and that contributes to chronic sorry, chronic inflammation, and uh, that's um, why it causes things like um, stroke and heart disease and what have you. So I'm just going to go through a list of some of the, the side effects um, that, that I guess I personally have seen with um, some of my clients. Um, and, uh, you know, when I talk to other people who counsel in this area um, and obviously read the research studies and what have you, a lot of these things are mentioned in there as well, especially talking physical symptoms. One of the things that we do see is that over a period of time, the person who uh, is affected by this can end up with what we call compassion fatigue um, because the relationship is unequal um, or non-reciprocal and they're not getting their needs met. They're constantly expected to be understanding and to make excuses for their partner's behaviour and meet their needs. Um, they can, they often end up in a codependent um, relationship and with time that can lead to uh, compassion fatigue as well. Um, these people will often feel invalidated um, because you become slowly conditioned uh, that your needs are less important uh, within that relationship and that your opinion holds less weight um, 
that basically that the relationship exists to meet the needs of that other person, um, you know, and that you're wrong in expecting uh, anything from the relationship or that your needs get met, um, you begin to self-doubt and your self-worth will actually, um, you know, take a real hit. So generally we see, um, you know, these people feeling quite invalidated and we definitely see them becoming... Um, you know, lower self-esteem, they, they suffer from low self-worth. They often become uncertain and um, emotionally fragile, questioning their own mental health at times, especially when there's been things like gaslighting happening, um, you know, coercive control and emotional abuse. Um, in the worst case scenario, they actually do end up with mental health issues um, like depression and anxiety because uh, the other person takes no responsibility for their behaviour or their actions. And because you are a highly empathic person, um, you know, you take, you take accountability. You always look to your own behaviour first and... Um, so you'll take accountability for what's not working in the relationship, oftentimes unnecessarily and unfairly. Um, it puts you in the uncomfortable position of always jumping through hoops or playing mental gymnastics to try and constantly make things right with that person. Um, and it's a very unhealthy place. And again, is, is one of the precursors, I guess, or one of the things that we would see around codependence when, when that's happening. Uh, people in a toxic relationship um, can often end up quite damaged from being in that relationship. That's because being in a relationship with someone who is coercive and emotionally manipulative, um, it undermines you in very subtle ways and it undermines your self-worth. And you actually begin to question your reality, as I said a moment ago, um, through things like gaslighting and, and second-guessing that person and wondering if you're the cause, if you're the problem. Pardon me. Um, so you actually can get to a point where, um, you know, you just you feel like your um, grasp on reality is fragile, if you like. Um, and if you're in a toxic relationship for a long time, it can actually change the way you view the world, the way you think. You can become cynical and anxious and wary and suspicious and even get to the point where you actually don't even recognise um, and can't accept love from a healthy person. So even if a healthier relationship comes along, you actually can't recognise it and you don't know how to function in one of those relationships. Um, toxic relationships affect physical health as well as your mental health, as I was saying at the opening of this, um, this live. Things like skin breakouts and stomach issues and indigestion and nausea and vomiting. Um, sometimes people will actually go on and use substances to calm their anxiety and nervousness um, or that feeling of hopelessness that they often have in the relationship. And so they can end up with dependency issues on, um, you know, different substances, whether alcohol or marijuana or prescription medication even. Um, and those high cortisol levels that um, will be floating around in your body because you're always in kind of a fight or flight mode, um, they can cause you to be sick more often because they'll actually affect your immune system 
um, and you'll pick up whatever sort of bugs or viruses are going around. Uh, you may also have um, poor sleep and, you know, as I said earlier too, shortened lifespan is a very real risk. Toxic relationships consume your energy. Uh, all your mental, emotional and physical energy goes into maintaining this relationship with this person, making sure that they're happy, um, that their needs are being met. Um, you become hypervigilant to it. Um, you become hypervigilant to monitoring their needs and making sure that, you know, you kind of, um, you attempt to anticipate, I guess is the best way to put it, what their needs might be and how to please them. Uh, the relationship will leave you with little resources to work on other areas of your life, such as your career or your fitness um, or your emotional growth. Um, the reality is that that you know, all-consuming sort of mental spin cycle that happens um, means that you don't have the energy to work on any other outside projects. The relationship really is, um, I guess, I'm not going to say your whole life, but certainly it uh, consumes a huge part of it. It's uh, front and centre, you know, in your life. Um, people who are in toxic relationships for quite a long while can also become shut down emotionally um, because the partner needs, their needs always took precedence in the relationship. They get used to not expressing their own emotions uh, and they learn, you know, not to voice their needs. And so they shut those things down. And it's possible that, um, you know, they actually get to a point where they don't know how to share deeply of themselves anymore or to connect with themselves. I've had women in particular describe that they felt like they've lost themselves, that they don't know who they are anymore. Um, I haven't actually had any men say that to me, but I imagine that it's quite the same for them as well. So it's possible that, um, you know, when you discovered it wasn't safe to share yourself, your, your thoughts, your feelings, those types of things, um, you shut them down and they begin to feel unseen and unheard. Um, we can become quite stagnated in these relationships. As I said before, it's not a safe place for growth. Um, there's a lot, often a lot of judgment in there. There's often a lot of control, a lot of coercion, um, a lot of emotional manipulation. And, you know, there's no safety, basically. It's not a safe place for the people in the relationship. And so what happens as a result of that? No personal growth or growth of the relationship can actually take place. And so the people in toxic relationships stagnate. And one of the things that we often see and that are talked about quite a lot by people who've come out of these long-term toxic relationships in particular, they talk about how much growth they've done when they come out of it. It's like when they're finally set free, they actually um, blossom, for want of a better word. They actually go on a real uh, self-discovery journey and do lots and lots of personal growth. And, um, you know, they'll say, look, I was like this for the 20 years I was in the relationship and then I did more growing in the five years, you know, or even two to three years after the relationship ended um, than they'd done sort of, you know, in the 20 that they were together. And that's why when there's no safety, we can't grow. Um, it's that simple. Um, we can't learn either, you know, in an unsafe environment. One of the biggest concerns about being in a toxic relationship is that it creates a template for future relationships. Um, they can become quite familiar with that um, 
dynamic and, you know, the, um, I guess, the drama, the intensity, the fact that there's always some kind of, you know, drama happening in the relationship. And they get quite addicted to it. Um, and it feels normal. They normalise it over time. And what then happens is that, you know, they don't know how to create a healthy relationship. They actually go on and create more toxic relationships. Um, so they may not even be the toxic person in that relationship, but then they go on to the next relationship and they become the toxic person in that relationship because they've laid down this pattern, if you like, for this unhealthy relationship. And um, it sets the precedence for future relationships. They don't know how to have a relationship in a healthy way. And um, they've become so familiar with toxic relationships, they don't recognise when a healthy relationship does come along and they don't know what to do or how to behave. And they often have sort of a level of emotional immaturity due to the stagnation and the lack of growth. And um, they just don't know how to have a healthy relationship. So that's some of the side effects um, of being in a toxic relationship and you know anyone who's ever been in a toxic relationship well, will share those kinds of things with you. Um, it's, it, it can be very, very debilitating. That's, that's the end result, you know. Um, I've seen many, many people come to me who end up with mental health issues of their own, depression and anxiety, almost standard after you've or when you've been in or are in a toxic relationship um you know very very few people can live in that environment the human psyche is not made uh, to live under those kinds of constant stress situations and you know that cortisol flooding our body creates um, all sorts of types of illnesses and the body does its best to try and and uh, you know intervene in order to manage that stress or help us see that we need to get out of it so that's it for this week. Uh, thanks for joining me. And um, again, if you want to share these videos, uh, pop over to YouTube. The article is on LinkedIn if you prefer to read it. Um, and please, if you've got any future ideas for Facebook Lives, to do pop me a message because I'm always looking for new content. Love to know what you guys are interested in hearing about. Um, otherwise, I'll see you at 5pm next Sunday. Have a great week. Bye.